0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up everybody, this your boy Alex chewick And you are now tuned into the Soul Dope Podcast I want to thank y'all for taking some time out to listen to the podcast I really appreciate all the people that's been supporting me so far And today it is, or actually right now it's 11.15 p.m. Um, which is the eve or the night before Father's Day. And as you can see by the title, I titled this um, Black Dads Matter, My Father, My Hero. Um, And I think it's this real significant that I kind of pay some homage to my father and talk about my father a little bit on this podcast and why black fathers are important. Fathers are important, period. Um, But definitely focusing on... um, my black father um and why that was so impactful um or why it is so impactful I don't want to use past tense, but why it is so impactful to have my father in my life so you know i'm I'm from I'm from Louisiana small town in Louisiana, Southern Louisiana. I was born at uh, Earl K Long Hospital in Baton Rouge Louisiana um. In the year of 1983, I won't give y'all my birthday because then y'all going to try to add up. That's too much. That's too much personal information. You know what I mean? But I was born in 1983 um, in the month of October. How about that? And um, the crazy thing about it is uh, this is a fact that a lot of people don't know about me, is that I didn't make it to the finish line first. I had a twin sister who was born two minutes earlier than me. Her name is Alexis. My name is Alex. So I am a fraternal twin to a girl um, who beat me to the finish line. So my dad, he has uh, he has a set of twins, me and my sister, Alexis. Now I can go and I can do um, I can do a 30 day show just talking about my dad. But I don't have 30 days to talk about him, Um, but I definitely could do 30 days talking about him. Um, You know, just some background information just so people can kind of get a sense just my my, my history and 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 where I come from um, and and kind of the role my dad has played in my life. Uh, I left home when I was 17 years old for the military. I enlisted in the United States Air Force active duty, left home, never looked back. So the 20 the 20. So in over 20 years, I've I've not spent much time with my dad um, due to being in other countries or other states. And just not being home, you know, I mean, we me and my dad are still extremely close, um, but I haven't lived back home in Louisiana since I left um, to go into the military. And for some people, that's really hard to believe. But honestly, uh, I don't really want to go back there to live. So, you know, I've been away from home a lot and uh, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with my dad since I was 17 years old. And that's not. His fault. Um, that's not really my fault. It's just the circumstances that happened with me leaving to the military. I mean, traveling the world, living on literally both sides of the world. Um, and I, and I, I can definitely say that my that my that my father is extremely proud of me and all the things and accomplishment that I've done. So today's show, I just want to spend some time talking about my dad and why fathers are so important in the black family. Now, I gotta preface this 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 show by saying that I am very privileged because I was able to have both of my parents in the house I mean extremely privileged I talk to guys all the time whether it be coworkers or just some of the people that I actually work with in the community and I tell them about my experiences with my dad and their mind is just blown it's like wow man you had a great dad I'm like yeah I had a great dad I have a great dad I, I gotta stop using past tense um but I have a great dad and um It it, it baffles me to hear people talk about the lack of having their father in their life or not having their father in their life. It makes me cringe because I can't even think about my life without my without my father. I just can't imagine it. Um, What my life would be like if I didn't have my dad, Um, my dad. My dad taught me everything. You know, he's he's always. He's always wanted me to have more than what he has had in his life. He's always taught that to me and my sister always. Um, Now, now the truth is, I didn't always agree with my dad, Um, but I always respected my dad, you know, and I've learned so much from his bad examples. Uh, But me and my sister, we never had to wonder what a dad was or who our dad was, you know, because my dad, my dad, you know, my father would do things that I don't think many fathers have never done. I mean, my dad would work a night shift, literally get off that morning, wake us up, uh, get us breakfast, uh, you know, make us breakfast, um, put our clothes on, bathe us, whatever, whatever he had to do, he was doing it, you know, comb, you know, comb, brush our hair, uh, you know, all kind. I mean, he would do all of that stuff. And and when I tell people these they like, say what? <laughs> yeah, man, like this was consistent. It was he was never no part time dad like he was full time. Um, and he always wanted to be in the mix, in control of that, you know, and that's something that I can that I can appreciate about my dad more than anything, because I know that he was heavily involved. We never had to wonder about whether or not our dad loved us, whether or not he cared about us, whether or not, you know, we, we didn't have to worry about that. So I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful for that, um, that me and my me and my twin sister, uh, we, we've we had that experience. And our father has just always been that anchor in our lives. Now, now, one of my earliest memories of my dad is how he used to come home from work and. Um, Like I said, sometimes he would work, he would work a night shift. And then there were times when he would work like a day shift. He would work these 12 hour shifts. And, but when he works the day shift, I remember when he used to come home and pick me and my sister up and, and, and put us on his lap. Right. And me and my sister, we'd be facing each other. Sometimes we play with his beard or whatever. Um, But I can, you know, I can smell, we can, you know, I can smell the residue from the, the chemical, the, the, the smell of the residue from the chemical plant on his work clothes, you know, um, sometimes even to the day, if if I if I was driving through an industrial area or just happen to have the, have a similar smell, I immediately get nostalgia. It's almost like I was like four or five years old all over again and I, I can smell it. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's that's one of my greatest memories of my dad. I got a lot of them. But I'm saying that because of how important that was for him and how nurturing it was for his children. To have their dad, one, show them affection and give them the attention that they needed. Like it was consistent. It was constant. And we never, ever, ever have to worry about that. So that's why I bought that, even though some people like what it may be a settled memory to some people. But it was huge to me because I still remember it and I never had to wonder whether or not. This man was my dad. And if he loved me as a son and that he always took care of us, you know, um, my dad, he kept me. He he kept me in the outdoors. We were outdoorsmen, You know, we had you know, we lived um, in, in rural in, in rural space for the most part. Um, he kept me. He kept me. He kept me in the outdoors from an early age doing things that I still enjoy to this day. I mean, still to this day, fishing, camping, hunting, you know, stuff like that. He taught me everything about that from a young kid. And I had cousins that reinforced that older cousins. They used to bring me out with them and reinforce that. But but me, the teachings my dad taught me. And I'm not saying see, there's a difference between being taught and there's a difference between being told something. You know what I mean? My dad didn't say, hey, I'm just giving an example. My dad wouldn't be like, hey, um you know, here's a here's a shotgun. I want you to go out and shoot a rabbit and bring it back. He was not like that. He was like, hey, here's the here's the shotgun. Let me show you how to load this thing. Let me show you how to pull a trigger. Let me show you how it feels. And let me explain to you how the ammunition works. <laughs> right. You know, before I even get to, to get out on the hunt, my dad was teaching me these things um, as a young kid. And I I appreciate him for that. He taught me the value of working hard and being self-sufficient. One thing I knew about my dad is that he was very independent of other people F- for many reasons. He always worked on things himself. He always problem. Great problem solver. My dad was a great problem solver. Um, he was a thinker. Um, he he figured things out. Some Most times I think faster than anybody, you know, like. If, if I had a team, he would be on my team as an asset for whatever great. Con- I think he would be a great consultant for a lot of stuff. Um, but he he, show- he 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 worked hard and he became and he prided himself on being self-sufficient. Um, and that's something that I took from him as well. Now, there was never any for me, any abuse in my in my In my home from my dad towards me and my sister Um, You know I do remember Times when 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 he would Discipline me and my sister But you know what's crazy is that Even afterwards he would come back Hug us kiss us and tell Us that he loves us and that He didn't want to do that But made us understand why he did it He he did that like He's like you know you know I'm your daddy I love you But you know sometimes I got to you know, what I'm saying I got to intervene. And that was all that's always stuck out to my head because it taught it taught me a lesson. I You know, as an adult, I treat people like that. If I'm in a position where I got to hold people accountable, you know, it, it makes me understand that. Look, I like you know, I might like or love that person, but I might have to be in a position where I got to hold them accountable and being able to explain it and why I'm holding them accountable. And then we move on, you know, um, but even still me and my me and my um me and my sister we didn't get we didn't get too many spankings you know what i mean we didn't get too many spankings i don't remember too many spankings i mean i remember being <laughs> i remember being uh terrified of spankings i really i really did but i we didn't get a lot of spankings me and my sister growing up at least i don't remember so i got you know i got great respect for my dad um You know, being a Muslim and 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 looking at the obligations of of Islam and the Quran and and just as a human, you know, to honor your parents, to honor your mother, honor your father. That's extreme. That's huge. You know, and 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 there are good things that come for that. There are there are many blessings that come from that. I got great respect for my dad, even though I might not agree with him. There may be a point where we are mad at each other or something. You know what? I can't even say that. I don't really remember a time where I was really mad at my dad, where I just didn't want to deal with him no more. You know what I mean? But I definitely got the greatest respect for him. You know, there are times where of course, you know, he could work on my nerves and, but I wouldn't trade my father for the world. I look a lot like him. I look a lot like my mother in the face, but if me and my dad was turned around, you wouldn't know who was who in my opinion, you know? Um, respect is a big thing. Like I'm not going to cuss my dad out. I don't want to fight my dad. Like, It makes me cringe just thinking about it. Like, like, you know, I hear stories a lot about people that, um, that physically attack their parents. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, physically attack their parents. That is, I want to say it's disgusting, but it's hard for me to, um, Excuse me. It's hard for me to really. Empathize with that, I can't I I don't know, I just can't empathize with physically harming my parents like I never had a fight with my dad. I've never had a fight with my mom and I have so much respect for them that I wouldn't even do anything in a out in a a rage of in in an outburst of rage because I already know what's going to happen. And even if they didn't even threaten me with any uh, spanking violence, I respect them enough to not go over that point. My sister, she's really mild. She's pretty mild. Um, I probably got more trouble than her, Um, but I respect I respect my dad. Hundred percent, hundred percent, no matter what um, he I could talk to him. So if I if I feel like, hey, man, like. I ain't with what you what you what you own right now. I, I'm I'm OK and comfortable to talk to him. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to have someone in my life who truly taught me how to be a man. I mean, truly. Now, this is nothing. I want to make this clear, OK, um, because I know there's going to be some people who listen to this and be like, well, you got a mom, you know, why are you not talking about your mom? Well, one specifically, Mother's Day is over, right? And I could have did a show on Mother's Day, which I don't even think I was. I don't even think I was on, on, on um, publishing podcasts, you know, during that time. But it's Father's Day and I think it's a good time to get on this platform, my platform and talk about my dad. So nothing against my mother. Right. But if I didn't have my dad around, I don't believe that I would have not gained some of the skills that I have today. I just ugh, I just can't believe it. That that, that's what would happen. You know, Um, only God knows what the outcome would be. But me, I'm going to make a safe assumption to say if I didn't have my father around, I wouldn't have picked up the kind of skills, the kind of um, determination, the kind of empowerment that I have in my life right now. I just don't think I would have had that. My dad was so consistent in my life. He was always around. You know, what I mean, he was always teaching me. He was always um, guiding me. Um, and that's what a lot of people want from a father. I couldn't have asked for anything else. That's the truth. Couldn't ask for anything else. You know, there was, I ain't gonna lie, man. there was sometimes my dad would get me up. I ain't gonna say sometimes there was a lot of times my dad would get me up at 6 a.m. on the weekend to go outside to do yard work, man. It was like a plant. <laughs> it was like being on the plantation out there, man. But I swear y'all. I would be out there with him until the evening time. I would be out there until the evening time with my dad. And I'm just like, what is going on in my life? Why am I out here? You know what I mean? And then as I grew older, even though I may have had a lot of resistance to doing the work, of course, because I want to go out and I play, I played sports, had little girlfriends, you know, wanted to be out in on streets with the, with, with my little homeboys and stuff like that. So of course I was, um, You know, as a teenager, you, you know, I always resisted that stuff. But deep down in my heart, I always knew that that was good for me. And having that relationship with my dad is it made all the world a difference. You know what I mean? As I got older, I'm always like, man, like I wish I could do more of that with my dad, honestly. Um, But, um, you know, distance is kind of taking that away from us. But when I was younger, getting up at 6 a.m., I'm not going to lie, I was resisting. I was resisting a lot of that. But even still then, I knew that this is my dad spending time with his son, something that he extremely enjoys. Um, And the time that we spent together, I learned a lot. Believe me, he would even, you know, even if he goes into like an impromptu project around the house or something, he would always have me there. And he would always be trying to explain that to me. You know, he always took the time to have them conversations with me. And that's what I appreciate the most about my dad. I really do. Um, my dad is, uh, he's called a, a survivalist in a sense. I like to call him a survivalist. You know, he's always prepared. Remember that whole self-sufficient thing I told you about? He's always prepared. And listen, he can fix anything. I don't even know. I think my dad went to a trade school at some point in his life. Um, uh, my dad didn't have his dad around, which is very, very significant to our relationship because, Some have to wonder like, well, how, how could he have such a great relationship with you? But he didn't have a great relationship with his dad. I think it's easy math is like he wanted something that he, you know, he wanted to make sure he nurtured a legacy and a relationship with his son that he never had with his dad. Right. So I don't even know. The truth is, I don't know who my grandfather is. I never met him on my dad's side. Never spent time with him ever. Um so my dad, he he really pushed to make sure that he was in my life and that he was consistent all the times. Um, you know, he, he my dad works extremely hard. Sometimes I wish I honestly wish that he would just sit still, like just don't move, you know. But I know that his movement, I know that his you know what he prides himself on with work. That is his very lifeblood. Y'all, you hear me? That's my dad's very. Lifeblood is to work and to do things and to accomplish things and do things from start to finish. That's his lifeblood. That's what my dad does. Keeping up things, protecting things, fixing things, problem solving things. That's what that's what my father is all about. Um, you know, I have the most supportive father on the entire planet. And like I'd be saying all these adjectives about my dad and sometimes I feel I feel guilty. You know, and people say, why you feel guilty? I'm like, man, I'm so privileged, man. I, I know a lot of people that don't have never had this kind of experience with their dad, with any man in their family at all. So, you know, I take it. um, I don't take it lightly, you know, that my father is this supportive, that he's this caring. And he's been this way in my life consistently since I was born, you know, 37 years ago. Um, so although we all, you know, even though we thousands of miles away, I can still call him regularly and we can chop it up and kick it on the phone. Uh, actually just recently I heard he got an iPhone. What well, it was today or yesterday today, my sister called me and she told me, yo, this dude got an iPhone. If y'all knew anything about our parents, they wasn't the biggest, uh, you know, uh, technological, we, we had a tech, we had a tech generation our generation but my parents not so much right so my sister just called me said yeah you got an iphone um and i guess i need to facetime it which will be good hopefully tomorrow on father's day i can actually do that um but i'm gonna tell y'all an experience a significant experience um and i know there's a lot of stuff floating around about um Toxic masculinity. And to be honest, I never seen my dad share one tear until um his till my grandmother died, until his mother died a few years ago. I ain't never seen uh dang, was that a few years ago? Uh that was probably about six years ago. Um, but that was the first time. However, I always felt like my dad was he can make himself vulnerable in a way. Now, look, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna tell y'all about an experience I had. Even with all this toxic masculinity stuff, you know, however people want to spin it, my dad has a soft side to him, especially with his son. Now, there was a time. I remember a time I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan. That was my first duty station. Remember, I told you I left the house at 17 years old. There was this time. I don't even remember what month it was or whatever, but I remember that I was missing my father so much and I was homesick and I was depressed. I don't even know where it came from, y'all. I mean, I was just like, oh, I was done. You know, I'm in this whole nother country. I don't know anything or anybody and I'm just going through it and I'm feeling it. You know, like I'm like, man, I really need my dad right now. And I remember calling him. I was calling him I had, I used a calling card. So I remember calling him um and he, when I heard his voice y'all, when I heard his voice, I just busted out crying. I mean like sobbing. Like I'm talking about like I was like I was really really bawling. So, you know, when I'm telling him and and I couldn't even get the words out about I can't even get the words out. Hey, I need my daddy. I couldn't even say it because I was crying so much and I can hear the concern in his voice. Um, And and when I called him, he was at work at the time. Thank God he picked up. And and I, you know, I can hear him tell his coworkers, like, look, man, it's my son. I got an issue. I got to step away. And he calmed me down, um, gave me encouragement as if I was a little boy all over again. You hear me? Like all over again, it felt like I was a little boy all over again. He wasn't too busy. He wasn't too occupied. He, He knew I was going through something because he heard my tears. He heard me crying. He can hear the pain. So he stepped away and he gave me some encouragement. And to this day, I mean, I can only imagine how, how that really, really affected him. Hearing me thousands. I mean, literally on the other side of the world. His son calls him. He picks up the phone and he starts crying and I start crying. Like if any parent go through that experience, they would be like, I mean, your heart would have to just drop through the floor. You know what I mean? You probably poop your poop your heart out, man, because I know I would. If my child called me on the phone and I mean, they were extremely disturbed Um, and there was no way you can get to them. The only thing you can do is talk to them on the phone. That's very disturbing. But my dad was, um, available, you know, he made himself available. He made himself vulnerable for me. Um, and he gave me encouragement. Like it was like, you know, like, like little son, big dad, you know, like, Hey, pick your chin up. You know, I got you. I'm here. I know it's hard. And, you know, we away from each other, but look, I got you. I'm still your daddy. As we always say stuff like that. Like, Hey, I'm still your daddy. Um, and we used to, we are, we still joke to this day about whether or not he's real, he's my real dad or not. (laughs) But if you saw me and my dad, you'd be like, Oh, there's no question in that. Um, so I trust him. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that I have no doubt that he would not Lead me that he would lead me astray or that he would not lead me astray. You know, I, I would never if I ever had an inclination like that in my heart or in my mind, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that would take my soul from me. That would take my heart for me to think that my dad would be misguiding me and treating me badly. That for my own father, like I'm his flesh and blood. And I've never had that experience with my dad, no matter what, even disagreeing with him on stuff didn't matter. Cause he was he's always been supportive. He's always been the dad that everybody wants, in my opinion. I was fortunate. You know, I feel like I was privileged and when it comes to the black community, we are fatherless. Uh the numbers are too astronomical. And me and a group of fellas were together in a, uh, in a group one time. And I just felt this guilt about it because I was seeing that their experiences wasn't the same as mine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, damn man, you didn't have your dad. Like, you know, my dad, I I remember my, my dad taught me how to, how to ride a bike literally on training wheels. He, I remember when he took the training wheels off for the first time. And it was a sh- and, and he let me go. I was on the sidewalk. And when he let me go, I remember when I first did that, when I first learned how to ride a bike, I remember when he taught us how to taught me how to tie my shoes. I remember when my dad taught me how to tie a tie. I ain't never forget that. I forgot how old I was, but I know my dad taught me all these little things that people take for granted, you know, and I just don't take them for granted. And they've been so pivotal in my life I've always remembered him and his his availability his consistency as a father it's unmatched there's nothing that anybody can say to me you know even even if there were bad things that were going on it would be really hard for me to to go against my dad you know what i mean like it would be extremely hard for me to go against my dad um so i try to find ways to show him appreciation you know try to repay him with all the love i can give him and support um because of what He done for me growing up and still to this day, still to this day. So my dad's a very supportive dad. And like I said, I I feel guilty and, and, and I envy myself sometimes based on the experience that some people have had. We don't have fathers in the homes. Um, We don't have many black fathers in the home in inner cities, you know, which I think should be a, a top priority. You know, black children need their fathers, especially black sons. Like, You can miss me with all the feminism circus stuff. You know, I know for a fact that there needs to be a high priority on this in our community. But I don't want to go into a whole rabbit hole of how politics and policy and these generational curses have put us in a predicament in a predicament where we don't have our black fathers available. Right. Everything is pulling at them. And. We have, you know, as black fathers, you know, black fathers have made not so good decisions in the black community. Um, And to be honest, I think some people would want to keep the black fathers out of the community, the black community and out of the black home. There's a reason for that. Now, you all going to have to stay tuned because I'm going to be talking about um, Black Lives Matter and how this very conversation about fathers and family. It's going to come up in this show in reference to why I don't support the Black Lives Matter organization, Um, but I won't go down that rabbit hole right now. But today I just wanted to share some thoughts with y'all about my father and for people who know me that are listening, maybe gain a little bit of insight. On maybe, who knows, why the way I am um, and the relationship that I have with my father. So tomorrow is Father's Day. Actually, I guess officially in 15 minutes because he's 1145 right now. I guess that it's going to be Father's Day somewhere. But um, I'm looking forward. Um, if God is willing to allow me to call my dad or FaceTime him tomorrow. Tell him that I love him. Tell him that I thank him. Men. Black men, especially if y'all got fathers and they active in your life, you need to go honor them, respect them, tell them that you love them, spend time with them. But if you don't have your fathers in your life, I pray that one day you find reconciliation and I pray that you can mend that relationship um, to try to. Just mitigate that lost time. You can never make up the lost time, but just try to get that relationship. And if you are a man and or a woman and you have beef with your dad and it's over some petty stuff, I am highly, highly encouraging y'all to mend those relationship. I'm highly encouraging y'all to reconcile. And Here's why. Because, man, look, we only got one life. We usually only have one set of parents. Yeah. Usually we only got one set of parents. I'm not about to spend my lifetime beefing with my parents. Now, trust me, I get it. There's some parents or there's some parents, including fathers that have done some things to, um, to their children. That is, that is not honorable. Uh, that is not good. So I can understand, you know, there's special circumstances, but if you just beefing with your dad, because he didn't want to give you no extra money or he didn't want to do this or something petty, you know, I'm going to encourage people. Look, look, go and reconcile that relationship because if that, if if your dad dies, if you don't get a chance to tell them that you love them and, and reconcile that relationship, I guarantee you, if you go to their funeral, you're going to feel a lot of guilt and, and, and subsequently feel more and more guilt and feel bad about how your dad left the earth and you didn't have a good relationship with him. Do you see what I'm saying? So happy father's day to all the fathers. Um, Black men come together, nurture your, nurture your sons, talk to them and teach them. Right. Don't just tell them to do stuff, teach them, mold them and guide them. That's what my father did for me. So happy Father's Day to my dad. I'm not going to say his name, too much personal information, but I always like to end on a positive note. Right. Love is real. Find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. Do not be afraid to speak up when you see injustice and despair. Seek to find true balance. And don't just stay in your box talking to people who will only validate what you feel and what you believe. To grow, we must challenge ourselves. I'd like to thank y'all for tuning in to this very special episode of the So Dope Podcast. Peace.